Woo, we it's been a week here for us. Tons of things to talk about. Man, I don't even know where we're going to start, but uh, we got plenty of time with you tonight. So stay tuned. Stick by. The Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast is getting started right now. and welcome back to another episode of the big gold belt wrestling podcast entire team is here tonight with a lot of things to cover and discuss but before i go any any further in tonight's show we definitely starting off with a quick rest in peace to scott hall the coolest wrestler to ever touch that community period um i just you know i we, we probably got tons of memories tons of thoughts uh you know first introductions and whatnot uh but because will is uh definitely uh of the attire we will let you uh speak on all of our behalves or or or, or just uh moments or 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 what has scott hall meant to uh the world of professional wrestling yes indeed i had to wear my colors tonight since the wolf pack is representing up in here and all that, Mr. Scott Hall passing on this week. It's been a rough week because that came on fast and hard over the weekend. And if you saw some of the posts from Kevin Nash and Sean Waltman, that's, that's a tough one. That's a tough one. When it happens that quick, it's rough. Um, I mean, Scott Hall was around forever. We're talking Razor Ramon, Diamond Stud. I mean, that man had a long career. It took him a long time to get to the point of like being a star. But once everything clicked for him as Razor Ramon, it's like the charisma just oozed out of him. And then going from that to the birth of the NWO and just simply becoming Scott Hall, he took it to another level. And I mean, a lot of people refer to him as like one of the greatest intercontinental champions of all time. And some people refer to him as one of the best um, never crowned world champions since he never got that accolade. Maybe part of that's, you know, from various reasons with the various demons he had and stuff and battles he faced during his life he had a rough road he definitely had a rough road but there's a lot of great stories going around this week i think about how when scott hall was together when he was on point Mm -hmm. that move that man was smart he had a genius brain for wrestling he really got a lot of like the nuance of the business as far as like psychology and stuff like that. And just the stories are endless, whether it's Diamond Dallas Page, Sting talking about how he gave him the crow gimmick and various stuff like that. Like he contributed in so many ways. And if anything, I'm I'm glad he got to stick around for as long as he did. So I don't know. Uh, In a nutshell there, I mean, that's when I think of Scott Hall, that's what I think of. 
he, he by no means was perfect and he was not perfect and he'd be the first one to tell you that but he brought a lot of a lot of good wrestling over the absolutely years. absolutely i the one thing i just want to quickly say a lot of people attest to what rip flair has done for pop culture i think there has to be a discussion of the impact scott hall has has mm. made for pop seeing culture. this week definitely yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, again a lot of people not towards rick flair but scott hall <laughs> could I, I think should be an argument maybe as i said the coolest wrestler to ever touch professional wrestling and mo- make outside of you know these mega superstars that are doing uh uh, television and movies and whatnot it's got a whole impact on pop culture it has to be amongst the, the tops you know so um, my man had sure. us thinking he was Latino bro for years <laughs> didn't know humans. people swore he was Cuban my father thought he was still Cuban after all these years so yeah my Live, man he, gets a pass. he gets a pass right Damien he gets a pass he gets a pass there you go <laughs> can I can I add this too um sure. when we talked about this you just said it too James when you talk about the pop culture things of that nature once again we've talked about this before last year around this time but when you have the ring music the entrance music that matches your oh, yeah. persona perfectly to who you are as a character when WWE or WWF during that time and you think about that music that hits when Razor Ramon comes out, it, it is no other perfect alignment that you would think that fits that that persona, that 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 character, that regime. You know, it just matched perfectly. And I even listened to that music for the past couple of weeks prior to this incident. Because it's just a smooth song to listen to. Like if you're working out or if you're chilling or doing something like that, it's just a fantastic song. So it just shouts out like every time you hear that song, you think about that gimmick. Even a car crash coming, you don't think about mankind, you think about Razor Ramon. <laughs> uh, uh, it's interesting. You start talking about theme music, and it is March and whatnot. Uh, mm. You know, mm-hmm. oh, rocket time. Just saying, Sellers, <laughs> where, where we at with this? Uh, we can put it in the works. Yeah. We can put all it right. in the works. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Um, so before we get into tonight's topics, I should say here at Big Obel Media, I've been working my ass off covering South by Southwest uh, film festivals. I've been hella busy, and I've feel every bit of the tired I probably look but beyond that we've been working and um we we kind of hinted at it about two or three weeks ago but I don't know if we ever officially said it but we do have a sports show a sports podcast uh we are now four episodes and yep. yep uh three have been released the fourth should be coming very soon with that being said I just want to nod to the host of that show real quick and also because there was some sub- really big breaking news in terms of that i just want you to just give us a peek as to the conversation that's going to be on that next episode so yes definitely and appreciate that too james and first of all just for the platform that you know big gold belt has done just for all of us um to the vision that we all try to do especially led by you two james we want to make sure we venture out to different things that we're all a part of yes we love wrestling but when you think about movies uh, tv shows or even sports that we're connected to it's always that great conversation you can have with good people that are intellectually with you and think the same way and just have that great debate of conversation of what we're doing. And I just had the first show that I did with, you know, Jamal and Damien, and it was great. Um, talking about the definitions of, you know, what is your definition of the greatest of all time that we tapped into that? And also talking about, you know, how different things like lockouts, so that's hinged your interest and in wanted to be a part of that sport. But it was some breaking news that happened with the very, uh, 
famous uh, football player that we're going through the offseason right now. And what's funny is our topic talked about one player being the biggest domino in the offseason. And it turned out was this player the biggest <laughs> domino effect of the offseason. It literally happened just like that. Very good show. Um, but once again, you know, I had a blast. And, and I just think, you know, to Damian and Jamal with the great stuff, the great tools. I can talk with them about sports all day, but definitely check it out. It will be released tonight. Um, so as you're getting ready for bed, if you want a bedtime story or while you're looking at March Madness on TV, check it out. Um, it, it won't put you to sleep, but it will definitely put you like, oh, man, this is a great story. You know, listening to this or if you wake up first thing in the morning, check it out. I don't know, man. I feel like you're saying tonight. I feel like that show should just, I don't know, release immediately after we go live. After the show? Hey, we, hey, we can. We can. That's, hey, that's, listen, that's you the are word. the captain of your own ship there. I'm just throwing a if suggestion. I could, if know? I could follow Celestin real quick and, and give a little tease, some of y'all not going to like where we put LeBron in terms of the Pistons Ooh. and the Lakers of yesteryear. Yes. Just yes. saying. Okay. Okay. Anyway, let's... uh. Shift gifts. Well, shoot, I feel like I gave everybody a moment to kind of spotlight something real quick. <laughs> Let me also go right back to Will real quick. Now, Will, because the jury is out right now, and we got questions. Been seeing Uh-oh. you talk about you uh, picking up the sticks as of recently. Uh-oh, we're starting WWE with WWE 2K22. Now, I can tell you, with all the, the hate in my heart, I would mm-hmm. never buy another 2K after what right. he did to me a couple of years ago. I cannot <laughs> believe when and, and folks who who's been a long term, long time 2K fan, do y'all remember the year where they had the issue with when you created a character, it had a save game glitch, so that when you saved it, it completely was uh it was a um a, a, a defective file, which meant. For how much it took you to make your character, and if you are a Xavier Woods fan, you see he he put his on on, on the stream, two to three to four hours to get it exactly how you want, and imagine saving it, and then the next day you say I'm out to play, and it's like <laughs> oh that foul Nothing. is not there. I was like oh no nah, that's it that and the glitches I'm good so yep. never again I've been burnt since then, but you seem to have either lost your common sense. <laughs> or you just had a lot of spare money and you picked up 22. So what's the quick assessment of it? Yeah, here you go. Here you go. So what I did, because I have not touched one of these. I am right there with you too, James. I have not touched one of those games since 2K18. <laughs> I skipped wow. that many because I heard so many bad things. I skipped 19 and then 20, of course, was the complete disaster. With yeah, all the glitches. Too? Yeah, well, 21. There was no 21. 20 was the last one that was such a disaster that it was unplayable. So they skipped 21. They come back with 22. And so going into this, my thinking was, you know what? It needs to come out. I need to hear firsthand that it's any good. I need to see a couple reviews. I need to see video footage. I am not taking a chance on nothing until I see proof of it existing in real life. Yeah. And so I started hearing some decent things last week. Enough to where I was like, you know what? I might do it. I might do it. And so I waited a couple days and it, that, that theme continued. I wasn't hearing anything bad. And so I did it. I took the plunge. And I will tell you in a nutshell, it's good. I have not had one glitch. I have not run into any major problem with it. Now, I will absolutely say I have not played every darn mode, but 
I've gone in, I've done matches. I've had no problems with them. The biggest thing right out of the gate that you'll hear in every review is the control system is completely different. That's what I was and I ask, like, yeah. and I like what they did with the control system because what they did essentially is they made it more like Mortal Kombat or Tekken to where there's combos now with the buttons. So hmm. it's like the square and X are like your light strike and heavy strike, and you can do them in combo with each other and then finish with a grapple. So it feels more like a fighting game mixed with a wrestling game now. And it flows really well, but there's definitely a learning curve to it. But they were really smart about it. When you fire it up the first time, they have Drew Gulak, of all people, show up as your coach at the Performance Center <laughs> to take you through a tutorial of the new controls. Imagine and so that. all I'll say is this, if you check it out, absolutely do the tutorial. And then on top of that, there's a showcase mode with Rey Mysterio mm. that essentially the, it's like an expanded tutorial. And it makes hmm. a ton of difference doing that to get used to the new setup. If you're familiar with the old one, I think it helped me a ton too that I ain't played it since 18. So I was coming into it fresh, but as someone who likes the fighting game style controls, I picked it up quick, but I haven't had no glitches. I haven't had no major problems. It runs smooth as silk. It looks really good. I mean, goddamn, it looks nice as hell on my damn 65 inch 4K. So nice. I ain't complaining. <laughs> I, I would say, by no means is it, you know, oh my God, like the greatest wrestling game ever. But so far, I, there's nothing I can point to like, oh my God, this about it is horrible. It's, it's perfectly fine from what I'm seeing so far. Mm, and it's fun to right. play. So all that's right, where folks. I'm at. We gave him his, we gave him his opportunity to plead his case. I'm going to go last here. <laughs> Jamal, are you picking this up? Uh, um, no. And that's why <laughs> it's not because uh, the game doesn't look interesting. I've seen some gameplay of it. It looks fine. Um, it's largely because there's other things that I want to get into. Uh, Gran Turismo 7 just came out. Yeah. Um, a lot I out still there. need to play Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, the director's cut. GTA 5 got re-released again, 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 again. GTA um, 5 is the greatest game of all time. I'll have that argument. Um, and the more I see uh, of Elden Ring, the more I'm interested in it, even though I'm not into Dark Souls or any, or any of those games at all. Right, right. With um, so there's more than, and, you know, and if you watched State of Play earlier, um, the Harry Potter game uh, just... Just had its trailer. Just had its mm-hmm. major 15-minute-long uh, trailer. So, mm-hmm. And then there's baseball. Uh, the show 22 <laughs> comes out in on the 4th. <laughs> Yeah. So I'm definitely not paying a hundred dollars to to play it four days early, as of right now, because that that was you know subject to change. So is this like high on my list of things to play? No, not because it's bad, just because there's really other things to do. And um, aside from the you know PlayStation stuff, I still gotta catch them all. So I'm out there grinding, you know, get my Pokemon on. So, but I'll say this, uh, Jamal, not to make a comparison, but if you had you know, Xbox, you might not even get it to pay for it. You can get it for free on, you know, day yeah, one. Yeah, but even if I had an pass. Xbox, I'd still be playing, I'd be playing Sea of Thieves. I'd be playing Microsoft Flight Simulator. Um, you know, Train Simulator is about to come out with a massive DLC. So, Train Simulator, oh no. Dude, they're doing uh, Metro North, um, uh, Hudson, uh, White Plains what? Railroad. Dead oh serious. no. Dead serious. You can <laughs> smell the BO from here. Yes, I, I can. <laughs> from White Plains from Grand Central. I am hyped. That is happening uh, next week, Keep I believe. Still in the building. Jeez. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah, and, and I'm still need to run through my Long Island Railroad scenario all out to Hempstead. It's a grand time. So I just... Hey, Ron <laughs> uh It doesn't go as far as Ron Konkuma, and that's unfortunate. Okay. 
because I need, you know, obviously, you know, Shea Stadium needs to be on there. But um, but still, the point is, is that there's just too many games to play. Um, and WWE 2K22 yeah. is not even on on the table where the book, where the list would be. You missed the memo, man. When you when you get to a certain age, you buy games, you never play them. That's that's how this goes. But, oh, but, I, yeah. that must be two chains money then, because I don't have <laughs> oh. disposable income. I oh, that have. was just a meme. That was just a meme. I said I played the same two games. I'm too broke for me. So. <laughs> Damien, do you do you play do you game at all? I know you I know you arcade, but do you console? Yes. I do not console except for the dreaded word of emulator. Uh, oh, boy. I am oh, that boy. guy. Oh. I'll tell my free play folks, though, but I am. You know, the last WWE game I bought was 2012. And uh, well, even earlier than there. me. Yeah, we stopped there. I think uh, 17 my, is when I stopped. I think my, my more genre playing is more reserved for uh, role playing games that I can breeze through, you know, like the. Uh, persona series where i don't want to play like 100 hours that's kind of yeah. what i spend a lot of my uh my time in but if i had to say a game right now that if i wanted to pick it up it probably would be the show because i remember i put so many hours to make myself a closer and just to get to like the majors and be want to be like marariana rivera yeah that that'd be the game i probably would pick up but to will's point i am not surprised that drew gulak is the coach of this game because they had to do something with them in real life. They said, oh, you know boy. what? You're going to stretch people virtually. Have fun with that. <laughs> oh, boy. I was just looking. I, I thought the last one I bought, but the last one I bought couldn't have been 17. So that was for me. Uh, 17, was yeah. 17 was my last for PlayStation. I think I bought, I must've bought 18 for Xbox, but it's deeper in my little stats. Um, really quickly that because you all gave very elaborate answers. Mine's is no, I still see glitches out there. I see the undertaker doing some weird things and uh, <laughs> look, I'm, I'm still not convinced. And I heard a massive patch is coming, which also re- screams to me that there's major mm-hmm. issues. And for any folks who's been burnt recently by cyberpunk, you know the feel. Mm. So there's that. <laughs> Sellers, are you, do you ha- you probably have it, don't you? What cyberpunk? No, I didn't. Get no, no, it no, no. The new two, the new two K. I know. You I didn't. But I didn't. I oh, didn't. Okay. Well, I, I got two K twenty two for basketball, not for wrestling. But I was oh. waiting because I was like, do I take a chance? Like, is it really as good as everybody's saying? Like, even with the Mortal Kombat taking type of controls, it's like, is that something nah. that I really want to take a chance on? So I was 50-50. Nah. And plus, I'm going to just wait for a game pass a little bit to see if I can get it for a reduced yeah. price or something. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the price on it will drop like a rock. Yeah. The price on it will drop like a rock. That's for Two- sure. I mean, all I'm saying is I haven't seen any issues with it. So that's that's where I'm coming from is I've not run into any big major glitch like that Undertaker stuff I'm seeing. Yeah. So. But let I'm me ask this with let me, let me ask yeah. this so, with one one what what will be your price value? You know, seventy dollars is the retail right now for next mm-hmm. gen. What will be your okay? This is oh, a good I price said, to get it. It's a definite no for me now. God, if it, if it gets down like and it, I mean I mean I remember that game will drop fast. It'll be mm-hmm. under fifty before we know it. Mm-hmm. So once once it gets down under that, I mean it it it's stacked with stuff. There's a lot of stuff in it to do. From what gotcha. I said, I've, I've not had a chance to do much of all the side modes in it so it's mm-hmm. there's a lot to it there's it seems like there's a lot packed into it all right let's get to the rest of the show um folks um listening to us rather uh on our podcast which you can find on all audio platforms or you listening to us live currently thursdays 8 p.m on twitter at big gold belt or any of our uh members of big gold belt 
uh, Wrestling Podcast. You can find the stream on their Twitter pages as well. The question for everybody is something I want. I definitely want to get some um, engagement on this. So maybe we'll set up a, a quick uh, Twitter poll or something after this. But with this whole flux of things happening in NXT right now, um, as we've been seeing throughout the last few weeks to months and whatnot with Dolph Ziggler, uh, with Rey Mysterio and, and Eddie Guerrero's son. Uh, with, <laughs> um, um, and uh, who else was down there recently? Somebody else. I'm well, Dolph, of course. Dolph's yes, carrying Dolph, the gold. Yeah, Dolph, AJ. Was, a- AJ, thank you. Yeah, and AJ. So, like, we've been seeing a flux of main roster talent coming down to NXT. You know, we could actually talk about that, but that's not the question. The question is, now with these possibilities of things happening, who would you all like to see from the main roster come to NXT and in what capacity? Whether it's a one-off or a match, whether it's a cameo, whether it's a, I mean, by no slander, but by let's say a demotion or some sort, but you know, whatever they get a run down there, whatever you want to call it in what capacity would you like to see somebody from the main roster come back to NXT? And I'm going to start and I'm going to say that if there's any way possible, and I know the black and gold brand is gone, but I cannot help but to think what really made me fall in love with NXT and if there is some way, shape, or form possible that we can get an NXT takeover Brooklyn mm. and Sasha Banks comes down and challenges oh. for that belt. Mm. And I don't know who would be the top talent outside of Io Shirai. And I don't know how to tie the match or the, the belt gets in that, uh, that, that whole situation. But I know that's a match that she wants. And if there's some way we can get that build up to an NST takeover of Brooklyn and the energy that they, that Sasha and Bailey and all of them have put into those matches in that pay-per-view for years, for somehow, somehow way, some way to rekindle that moment again, I would be all for it by all means. And I don't even care who wins. I just want the match. I want the match, the proper build up. And, the, and and just a good payoff from that match. And I would just be head over heels, and I would damn sure be up in Brooklyn for it. And I do need it to be in Barclays. Like, oh, by all means, yeah, it has to happen. has <laughs> to happen. And, and it's good to see NXT getting Not back New on. Not at no. all. I, it's Not good to Boston. see NXT getting back in, um, on the road, and hopefully they can recapture just the magic of being on the road for, for the NXT brand. But, man. We could just take a little quick step back down nostalgia lane and and, and the Sasha Banks uh, main event match for NXT in Brooklyn. Yeah, sign me up, um, Damian. <laughs> we'll, we'll jump with you. What uh, what what would your? I'm gonna go completely troll here and literally say, Veer. <laughs> <laughs> I want Veer to get lost on his way to Raw and make his way to 2.0. Just so everyone could be on the joke that he still hasn't made it to Raw, but he's made it to 2.0. Just he's on a detour. Great (laughs) answer. That would work for one week. I like that one. Here's the one that jumped out at me. Here's the one that jumped out at me when I was quickly looking at the roster thinking of people. And you could do this as a singles or you could do it as a tag team. Give me Cedric Alexander and possibly Shelton too. A hurt business invasion 
mm. of NXT. Oh, it could go either way. Shelton down going. there would be interesting too. But Cedric was the one that jumped out at me, thinking back of how he made his splash there and had the chance of getting hired. And it's not like they're doing much with them right now. So I think it'd be an easy cameo to do for a short little appearance. Either way, singles or tag. Listen, go ahead and say it, Will. If they're going down there for a cameo, who you want them to work? Because there's only one answer here. Oh, only one answer. Who are you thinking? Who are you thinking? Mello, don't miss. Give me Cedric oh, and Mello. I, I was totally not even thinking that. Okay. <laughs> I would have thought good. the Creed. I would have thought the Creed brothers just to get Stokely involved. Mello, don't miss. Give me a Cedric and 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 a Mello match right now. Um, Giant Crab or Silly Salas? Um, yeah, uh, Goldberg. Because <laughs> no, I mean you guys, you guys scoff or outright laugh, and that's that's fine. Uh, Goldberg has no affiliation with NXT, and he has whatever he's done in WWE, and that's the thing that that's the actual portion of his career the WWE seems to harp on, which is weird. Um, I think that it would be interesting to see him in NXT where he doesn't really have to do much other than be Goldberg. Okay. Now, right. if I didn't say Goldberg, I would have said Brock Lesnar for the same reason. We've never seen okay. this happen before. Yeah. We've never seen this happen before. Whatever NXT is, and, and don't get me wrong, I can't tell you who's there other than Nikita Lyons. But <laughs> give me Goldberg versus Nikita Lyons. I don't give a damn. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'd watch that. that. <laughs> I would. I would. I'm there. Um, the, the Brock beer too. That, uh, the, the point is, is that there. Uh, I want to see something that I've never seen before. Yeah. And now that the main roster and NXT here are a little bit of in, in alignment, there's a little bit more synergy there. Um, yeah, I don't answer. see the point of sending other people down back down. Like when Sasha Banks is returning to NXT. Okay. I mean, that's like sending, you know, a pitcher down to the minor leagues just to say hi for alumnus weekend or somebody returning to their college for alumnus weekend. Like, that's cool if it's a fundraiser. But I mean, if we're talking about some serious matches and, and stuff like that, I, I kind of want to see what the newest um, recruits and we'll talk about them later of WWE, what this new mainstream, you know, main roster look mock up looks like versus a guy that's been main roster ready for. 20 years yeah and that's goldberg mm. or that's uh lesnar yeah i like it i i, I, and, I and i'm glad you provide that answer because so far for the four of the four of us so far we've all gave different perspective about it somebody who's never been in nxt coming down returning folks a troll of some sort or somebody happened to go back down there to rekindle something that really got them started so very good answers going on sell us Close us out before we get to the half here. So the person I will pick is the person that did not get a chance to achieve their greatest mark in NXT. And I think is probably the greatest wrestler of NXT, in my opinion, but still not got, did not get that um, that moment, that, that time. Tyler Breeze, bring him back, bring his original gimmick back with his cell phone and things of that nature, his theme music and things of that nature as a solo artist or as a solo wrestler. And bring him back because I think he literally was probably the greatest NXT performer slash gimmick thing of that nature that just never got his due. Um, and I think he he deserves that moment. When I saw Dolph Ziggler do what he needed to do, I'm thinking, 
that could have been Tyler Breeze. Ooh, it's a good one there. It's a good one there. I also think because he's just kind of laying in limbo right now, I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure he's going to end up back in WWE soon. I think a lot of people like that. And to be honest, maybe the time off did him some good, you know, uh, to, mm-hmm. to 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 kind of make him go away, make him disappear, make him be forgotten to come back and actually be desired, you know. Mm-hmm. So anywho, we're about halfway through the show now. Uh, when we come back, we are going to talk some news. We're going to spotlight a indie promotion because that's what we do um amongst talking about the title change on dynamite uh yesterday um and some other things like the new recruit so yeah all that more let's hit our break and we will be back in a second folks big gold belt media is your golden standard for all of your media needs visit biggoldbelt.com for pro wrestling info movies comics and even more digital content on all of your social medias follow us at big gold belt all across the board listen to this show and more on your soundcloud or wherever you get your podcasts All right, folks, welcome back to the Big Old Belt Wrestling Podcast. You can catch us live each and every Thursday, 8 p.m. on all of our social medias. Um, but it's that time. It's that time for the John Crab to uh, spotlight that indie, 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 independent promotion that you need to check out this weekend. Jamal, what you got? Yep. So uh, this weekend, and because it's March Madness, what more fitting way to run a pay-per-view call March Madness, and that is from Jersey Championship Wrestling. Uh, it is this weekend up there in Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. Uh, they've had a, more than a few shows at that night of Columbus up there in Ridgefield Park. Uh, the big match for me is Deanna Perazzo versus Billy Starks. Shaza McKenzie versus Eva Surreal. Um, looks like an interesting show. It's this Sunday. By the way, Sasha in America. Finally. I mean... You, you got to make the moves while she's here. Yeah, got to make moves. Got to make the moves while she's here. Uh, the information is at the bottom of your screen, but if you're listening to this, it's uh, March 20th, 3 p.m., Ridgefield Park, New Jersey. If you can't make the show in person, YouTube it. It's going to be on uh, GCW's YouTube, even though this is Jersey Championship Wrestling, JCW. So March Madness, that's with two Zs, don't sue them. March Madness, this Sunday, March 20th, Ridgefield Park, New Jersey, Night of Columbus at 3 p.m. And that's streaming also live on GCW's YouTube channel. All right. Um, yeah, again, it's, it's really cool to know that Sasha McKenzie's back in America. And I know, you know, her being Australia, uh, what a rough time it's been um, trying to get back into the American territory due to the pandemic and all the major plans. But hey, it's mania season and, and folks are going to start flooding the states get those bookings um so uh good to see her back now jamal because for whatever reason i shouldn't be talking because it should just be right back to you again so 
do we got for some news? Yeah, so there is um, a little bit of stuff, uh, some news, and we have some interesting things that we're going to talk about. The first thing, of course, uh, Biggie, Biggie Langston, damn it. I'm going to give him his last name back. Uh, he was injured last Friday on SmackDown. Um, basically, he has a broken neck, and he's actually in, in the best spirits that one can have with a broken neck. He was on Twitter earlier today, walking around his, uh, you know, walking around Florida, just being a man about town mm-hmm. with a broken neck. And, um, you know, just it's a really positive attitude, and it's really good to see that he's you know, certainly not spared. And, you know, hopefully... Hopefully he's healthy enough because we got to think about that post wrestling career. But you know, would I want to see him back in the ring? Absolutely. So you know, big ups to Biggie uh, for getting back on uh, out of the hospital, out of the house, living life, and you know, hopefully he can get well soon. On the opposite end of that, uh, control your narrative happened. Hey. Now, yeah, that was a show, and, and it was it was a bit interesting. I don't know why the disco ball was there, but that's if you did if you didn't see the show, what it, it was what, how how else do you want your wrestling shows to be? Yeah, you want to you want to look into the eye of the disco ball before you hit the the, the boiler room. Come on now, yeah. So I mean, it's it's ball. it's it's quite something. Um, but now they're coming up with uh, another show that's going to be in Dallas. March 31st, because that's around yes. WrestleMania weekend. So, Let's go. Right. Uh, the big C-Y-N. match will be um, EC3 and the Titan, Adam Schur, because Adam Schur is a name that screams Titan. Um, I'm sure that Adam Schur is a boss in Elden, uh, Elden Ring because. Facts. That, that <laughs> he needs a new name. Uh, versus Eric Redbeard and Big Damo, uh, also formerly known as Killian Dane. Uh, Austin Aries versus Wesley Blake, uh, Flip Gordon versus uh, Fandango, uh, Killer Cross is there versus uh, versus Bateman. He's just there. He's just there. Uh, He's controlling his seasonings. He's there. He's he is. Get your spices early. But um, and and, and, then know how much it costs me to be in the boiler room. I'm waiting for that part. Oh no no oh I'm gonna get one hundred. Oh no, it's more than that. Um, oh, it's yeah. went up. Uh oh. Yeah. Um, you also have the Project Pit, which is a five on five elimination match. I'm not exactly sure what that looks like. What does the pit mean? But that looks interesting. Uh, some appearances by Marina Shafir and, and some very nostalgic names for the past. Tickets start at $25, but they go up to as much as $125. Easy. Yes, definitely will on pay purpose? for this over 2K. On <laughs> purpose. So yeah. if you are a money mark for EC3 and yeah. you want to get, you know, 11 herbs and spices yeah. and some wrestling, they do have a line <laughs> of seasonings uh, that you can buy. Yeah. Like, you know, $12 a bottle, but they have a nice uh, three pack for around $25. Yeah. So you got your turducken, you know, at home. Look, go turducken. for the wrestling. Come see you know, stay for the barbecue uh, spices. Uh, you know, yeah. so yeah, I'm good. Control so, your seasoning. No MSG. Uh, control so, your seasoning is happening in Dallas. So, absolutely. Oh, yeah. and, and and honestly, obviously, a lot of, a lot of the talk is like the who that are there, 
And I think there's a space for everyone. Uh, if it's not for you, it's not for you. Don't go. Just keep your $125. But if you want to be in the project pit, whatever that is, then yeah, you got some money to spend. Now, there are some rules uh, to control your seasoning. Uh, yeah. Number one, oh, this is funny. <laughs> you are in control. Are no Rule number two, <laughs> you are in control. Okay. Rule number three, the fights end when you tap out, get not get knocked out, can't stand or quit. Sanctioned matches can end in a pinfall. Uh, standard professional matches are sanctioned. Uh, this is my favorite, number five. No super kicks, no tope suicidas <clears throat> or suicide dives because I'm an American. Um, no, no Canadian destroyers. Um, the flight you are in control, but no destroyers. You are in control, except for the things that can get you banned. (laughs) Then you're not in control of that. So you are in control, but control those things that you can't do. Um, the fight is isn't with your opponent; it is with yourself. How very zen of them. Uh, number seven, the fights go as long as they have to. Sanction quote matches hit their times. And if you want to hashtag control your narrative, you have to fight. Yeah. You are so, in control. I, you know, the rumor is they have a TV deal. Uh, I'm not entirely sure what the deal is with that. But the bottom line is um, I'm really interested in those spices, but I am not interested in the 125 damn dollars of it. Don't um, worry. It, <laughs> spices are coming to the DMV. I, oh, you know, you know they will. I'm I'm already asking my man at the shrimp boat, you know what they <laughs> what they have. Please tell me if y'all if y'all have it up there. Yet one of y'all is gonna go. Please tell me. Oh, their next show would definitely only be within Texas or or Dos Santos land. So don't don't worry. So oh yeah, I mean I I can definitely see them running. You know, like the Hollywood Casino out there in West Virginia. But other than that, <laughs> um, Charlottesville. Yeah. I can definitely Random see the tracks. tracks of it. Yeah, yeah. You know, <laughs> going to like you know, may- maybe like you know, Manassas Battlefield or something at a reenactment. Oh now, God! <laughs> now listen, now listen. Quote me now. If they don't run a show in 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 Mania season next year, I, we're gonna have some questions here because it is in California, and that's all I'm gonna say. But if they well, do not run next year, just know. <clears throat> no, it's in Los Angeles, so they're definitely running the show like in Fresno because you know they gotta go where they're welcome. But. <laughs> Yeah, so control your narrative. It's happening in, in Dallas. Wait. If you're out there for Mania Weekend and you will got be. some cash to blow, they will absolutely. absolutely. You know what? Send up some seasoning. I'm just saying. Absolutely. I, I, I need to get in on those spices. Absolutely. Um, WWE is running a show for the first time since 1992. Uh, it's a pay-per-view, a major pay-per-view. It's going to happen Labor Day weekend, which is all-out weekend. Mm. Interesting. Um, as as eager as I am to get over there to England, not necessarily eager to go to a WWE show, but it is interesting that out of all of the you know weekends of the summer, you know SummerSlam is in late July this year and not August. Uh, then they're doing the other uh, pay per view come Labor Day. Uh, we knew that that a show was unannounced in their rundown of pay per view dates uh, for the year, and I think they're only doing ten, but. Now we know that Principality Stadium in Cardiff, Wales will be one of those shows. So that's going to be a very busy weekend for wrestling. Like I don't care which one you watch or what time they're going to be on. And that's also because they're in the UK, it's probably going to be early. So what if it's the same day as All Out, but it just comes on at three o'clock and the show runs from three to six and All Out runs from, you know, seven to midnight. 
I'm not I'm not mad at that. So that's not as, as big as like a you know petty like oh WWE trying to steal AEW fans. Like no, it's not like that. It's just that it's actually a full day of wrestling, and I think that that could be something very interesting. Um, Max Caster, who was on the podcast Wrestling, uh, he says that he has like a little dirt sheet, you know, that he keeps he for his raps. You know, when he goes out there and he you know he has a couple bars, he gets four of them, but he uh. you know he keeps. A little something in the pocket, just in case you know, of, of his opponents, which is smart. I think a lot of people just don't understand the battle rapper gimmick, and that's why they, you know, it's a miss. And then, of course, they listen to it and they go like, "Oh my god, he's saying something that's crazy." But that's the gimmick. So, um, you know, good old you know Caster. He's not the best rapper out there, but I, I do appreciate you know those little those little details. Um, is he better than Doctor of Thugonomics Cena? No. <laughs> mm. Is that yeah. debatable from Jamal? I think that's debatable. Even Kurt Angle. <laughs> uh, next, next subject. Mm. No topic. <laughs> I, I, uh, well, <laughs> no, I, I don't think that he's better than the Doctor of Thugonomics, but because you know, Cena went to the School of Hard Knocks. Uh, Max Caster does not have a degree in thugonometry, but <laughs> I, I, I think that that's like. I don't know. That's that's too close to call, to be honest with you. Um, yeah. Last thing uh, to close up the news, WWE found, filed a trademark. And the trademark is interesting. Now, sometime, some point in the, in the near future, a smackadilla is coming your way. <laughs> or or maybe a it's, a, it's a smackadilla. I don't know. I, um, I bet you on, Pat McAfee has something to do with this. On March 14th, Vince McMahon's company filed a state uh, trademark to Smackadilla or Smackadillas for the purpose of promoting and marketing the goods and services for others in the field of restaurants and food. And food. Um, I don't know if this is something that WWE is going to be doing themselves because you know they do have they have partnered with like White Castle before in the past. They partnered with Good Humor um, before in the past to make those WWE ice cream bars. Um, and then they partner with, you know, so it's not out of the question, out of the realm of possibility that they would have a food partnership. But since it's not, it's their trademark, I wonder if this is like this, you know, the uh, first step to partner with, for example, Taco Bell with a WWE themed um, uh, quesadilla. So smackadilla, if you will. So don't be surprised if they send Taco Bell a WWE logo griddle for your quesadilla. <laughs> Insert and you can get now. Sasha Banks, Bailey, or uh, you know the Riot Squad, um, Dewdrop, in a um, in a in a chicken quesadilla from Taco Bell. I'm just saying it's a possibility, but that's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. You know what they do? They partner with Control Your Seasoning, Smackadillas. The forbidden door opens again, and that's the news for this week. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still stuck. All I can think about is controlling my narrative right now. So if y'all want to talk about anything else, just let me know. I'll just leave at this point. I feel like that's the most important thing we need to be talking about. Because Bro, we are not. Let's there's not. no rules. No. Damien, I cannot wait to see you front row. And then in the boiler room, I cannot wait. Unless, unless Scarlett's going to be there, there's no way in hell you're going to have me in a boiler room. I'm sorry. Yeah, no. he'll be in there. He'll be in there. Folks, hit the donation button right now. 
to get Damien inside of the boiler room with Austin oh, Aries. No. So 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 he can A really man, say I'm how he feels his you. face. <laughs> He'll be looking up at me. It's fine. It's fine. Anyway, um, as of news today, um, there's been some new WWE recruits. Uh, quickly, I just want to say this is interesting because one, folks were thinking because of the NIL program that there wasn't going to be recruits for whatever reason. People also thought there weren't going to be trouts anymore for whatever reason. I have no clue how that was was getting spun around because everybody thought the NIL was like going to kill the indies and whatnot. But okay, here's your proof. Nonetheless, new recruits. Uh, who has the list? I just want to quickly read uh, if, if whoever has it up, um, the notable names and mm-hmm. um, and or anybody that um, you has piqued your interest. So uh, who on the team has that pulled up right now? I'm pulling it up right now. No, I, I, I got some of it in front of me. Go, go, go yeah, I have the LinkedIn list from WWE.com. Um, 14 hopefuls include a variety of up-and-comers who have already made their names for themselves on the independent scene a second-generation superstar, and several standouts for football, gymnastics, and rugby. Um, it is interesting that they welcome the newest class of recruits to the Performance Center when a couple of these names have already appeared on NXT. Um, mm-hmm. uh, Teresa Schuler, or Schuchler, uh, who was Tasha Price um, in AEW and on the indie scene. She is Fallon Henley now uh, in WWE. But she's been in NXT for a little while now. Yeah, um, that's, Kayla nothing, Inlay, that's nothing new. Right. Uh, Kayla Inlay, who uh, was also already made an appearance in NXT, um, is listed as a new uh, recruit. And so that's interesting that they have those two people that have already kind of been there. Mm-hmm. Um, you got an offensive lineman, uh, Joseph Scalthorpe from uh, North Carolina. Uh, Maddie, Maddie Kinsey, mm-hmm. who's 18, and she's been um, – uh, yeah, she oh, she's Nikita Knight uh, in, in the Indies. Uh, Calix Hampton, who is uh, from University of Oregon, he is a gymnast and tumbler. Um, the mother lover, Jake, Jake Trucker, uh, he was trained by Natty and Tyson Kidd. Um, uh, Santino's daughter, uh, Bianca Corelli, who was there, she is uh, trained in MMA, focused on judo, jujitsu, and boxing. Uh, Cole McHenry, uh, he was a, a D1 football player. Uh, David Bostian, who was a freestyle wrestler. Um, uh, Gabe Y, uh, another D1 rugby player. Um, Roxy, uh, Carla Gonzalez. She was, you know, from obviously Ring of Honor. They didn't mention that part, but they did mention that she was from Booker T's Reality of Wrestling, and she was the youngest uh, Diamond Champion. Uh, Namdi Ogayo from Beltsville, Maryland. Hey, the DMV, baby. Yeah, Beltsville, uh, represent. Um, 6'3", 245, and he played uh, D-line for Washington State. Edwin Grand was a standout offensive lineman for University of Idaho. Um, and he played for in the Spring League in 2020. Uh, Amelia Hur is 18. She's from Westchester. She was the notorious Mimi, if you've seen her in AOW Dark. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah, she, so they, she's also been around, too. Um, I didn't know she was 18, though. But I, I did, yeah. But but yeah, mm-hmm. um, that those are the recruits, and I think the obviously um, Roxy being you know the last one Ring of Honor Women's Champion, um, you know Fallon Hillen really has already been there. Notorious Mimi was kind of making her name on the Indies so yeah. far. Um, got my man for Beltsville. So 
these so, are all names before they enter the service that is WWE. It'd be interesting to see <laughs> how they come out on the other side of them. So, so quickly, I'm just going to say uh, in terms of Notorious Mimi. Now, uh, I know everyone's going to eye in the idea that, you know, the fact that she's 18 and wrestlers, folks, just as Gordon, Jordan Grace, have been working even mm-hmm. younger than that. So right. what's interesting about that is folks are being signed at 18. Uh, which means that you know their hard work pretty early in their uh, in their career, uh, pretty early in their life, uh, very pivotal times in their life that they're being rewarded a lot quicker. Um, and I think by getting folks at this point in their life, it, it one could save a lot of bad decisions they can make. And I mean, like you know, out there thinking you want to do one thing in your profession, going another way, and then some of these things have a lot of depth. <laughs> attached to them so it is interesting to see that wwe kind of is um keeping their eye out uh for this very young and new generation of talent and i'm uh, trying to get them in early um and and like you said yeah she was making her name for herself pretty quick and um that i i did not know that she was even near uh wwe's radar so that's that was pretty interesting to see uh for me uh, but anybody else want to speak up on any other of talent that you see on this list? I'll jump in real quick and just say, uh, as someone who moved here a couple years ago, saw Roxy, well, you know, right when she was starting to hit her heyday, you know, before this point, uh, saw her at Booker's promotion. A lot of good talent came out of that. And uh, mm-hmm. not surprised based on who was training her down in Mexico and in Texas, uh, TB, I'll just say what her the initials are. And uh, now we'll never have to hear TB ever coming to WWE because now they have their own version of her. So thank you. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Will I'll just jump in real that? quick and say this does show, just like you were saying too, James, that everything isn't just going to be all about, oh, we're just hiring athletes, we're just hiring models, right. and we're just going to train them. There's clearly still an interest in if you're what they're looking for and you happen to be on the indies, they will absolutely pick you up. And I think what we're seeing with Roxy and a lot of these folks is I think with the NXT 2.0 idea is they want indie folks, but they want them young. Mm. They want them before they have a ton of experience on the indies Mm because they want to mold them into what they want them to be. They're not looking for the folks that are like the PWG, like, you know, 10 year veterans that have been tearing it up forever so much. They want the folks that are like, you're on the Indies, but you only been there two years. So we can get you in here now. And like, like we're seeing with a uh, core Jade and all this, they're like, they're looking for some young, fresh blood in there. And I think that's what we're seeing with Roxy there. I'm glad you clearly... said blood will. And not another word that I think the f- <laughs> full sale faithful are probably thinking at that point. So thank you for saying there blood. you go. There you go. But well, yeah, that, that's my thoughts on it. I think the NXT 2.0 deal, it's all about, as we've seen, it's a youth movement. They're very yeah. much into young is what they're going for. Yeah. So does anything want to tap in here? No, except for just one minor thing. This is going to be, but well, Mitchell was this Lobbly. I'm not sure who he is, but he just looks like Patrick Mahomes to me. So if he had a gimmick that represented the Kansas City Chiefs, that'd be great. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll let you have that moment there, sir. That's it. Uh, um, so let's close out the show tonight talking about finally the happiest moment of my life in regards to AEW, and that is oh. a title change for the AEW <laughs> Women's Championship. Finally, um, in terms of the match between Thunder Rosa and Britt Baker. Now, there's a lot of questions that can come from this. 
um, in terms of what's next. Um, you know, the whole build to this, are people happy about the change? Was it time? What's next for the, the, the winner? What's next for the loser? So folks with all things in account right now, um, we'll, and, 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 and obviously mm-hmm. of anybody who has of interest of this topic, should we say, um, let's try to give different aspects of the question mm-hmm. at hand. Thunder Rosa versus Britt mm-hmm. Baker. What do we make of it? Let's give our reactions. And like I said, for me, um, mm-hmm. I'm very happy that the title change ha- happened um, at Revolution. I was absolutely just I was almost uninterested with the rest of the pay-per-view because it didn't happen then. And um, I was shitting this to uh, Sean Ross Sapp, and he was just like, oh, it's definitely happening down in Texas. It just makes sense. It's our hometown. Um, it, it is a, uh, what, what, what do we call it? it an event, uh, an event, uh, what, what do they call it? The St. Patrick's Day Slam. So yeah. it was an yeah. event, dynamite and whatnot. So the stakes are higher and so on. And, and, and just everything just makes sense for it to happen there. And I was like, yeah. Let's see if it happens because if it don't happen then, then I'm absolutely just done with the with the whole women's division in, in, in entirely now. <laughs> like period. Uh, but now that it happened now, uh, let's see what happens. I mean, like, yes, that doesn't fix the major issue in the women's division, but I do like the idea that the top of the women's division look different, and hopefully that it it, it starts to navigate different with Thunder Rosa being a champion. So thank you, AEW, for getting this done. Who up next? Can I go first here? Um, my perspective. Second, I just went. Well, true. Uh, <laughs> I would say from my perspective, um, like good for Thunder Rosa. I, I get that. Um, but I'm very interested to see because I don't think AEW and you kind of alluded to this a little bit. AEW's had a repeat champion or like a second time, two time, three time, four time champion. I think in a way, in order for that to happen for this promotion, somebody has to lose at some point. So being able to use that for Britt Baker to have her win it back, not as much as Charlotte and things of that nature for like, you know, WWE in that nature. But I think having her be like an ex-time champion is something that they can move with her to try to make her appeal to be one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. And why not back that behind a woman? Um, I think that would be great for AEW if you do that. But I think that's something that can definitely happen. Can literally throw up in my mouth right now. I'm just saying, I, I, I think that'd be great. I, I, why Literally. not? Why not? Literally. Uh, I'll make it quick. Um, I don't think Rosa should have won um, at the show last night. Um, I think that the heat on Baker would have been not nuclear, but sub-nuclear if um, she gets beat in her hometown. The crowd was obviously raucous, obviously behind Rosa, even though there was some DMD chance, because it's fun to say. Uh but Rosa coming out with a mariachi band, uh, coming out with um, in the full uh, Day of the Dead, uh, you know, makeup uh, with both sides of her face. You know, except she's completely embraced the whole uh, graveyard to Tijuana uh, deal. Um, I still think for for all of that to happen, all that pomp and circumstance, and then Britt wins. Fuck that heat would have been spicy. However. If they were going to do that, I think they should have done something else at the pay-per-view. Um, if that's what it was, the Florida went in our hometown, okay, cool. But at the pay-per-view, have a tag match. Um, have something else. Uh, and then not having Hater and, and Rebel down, like, yes, I know it's a cage match. Bring some wire cutters. You know, just do other things because the cage, leaving the cage doesn't end the match. So there they were just things that they could have done. And as, and as for the match itself, um, I think 
if you have that, that's the match that they should have had. They should have had it at the pay-per-view. It's just that the pay-per-view wasn't in San Antonio. Uh, you can't put a match of that quality and that caliber on TV with two commercial breaks and picture in picture and expect it to hold the same weight as it would at a pay-per-view uninterrupted. I think if you have that match, it has to be commercial free, uh, regardless of whether it's a pay-per-view or not. It has to be commercial free. Um, and, you know, for it to be in the cage makes sense. It's just that they could have ha- either had it at the pay-per-view or had a commercial free if they decided to have Rosa win. I think the Battle of the Belts would have probably been a better deal um, for that to happen. Mm-hmm. Maybe whether it's with Rosa or not, because obviously once you fall down, you can't get back up. And Battle of the Belts is in a month, and that's an actual championship event. Um, I, I just don't. I'm not saying that Rosa shouldn't have won it. I'm just saying that if she would have won it, it should have been at the biggest stage, which is a pay per view, and not a specialty dynamite. Now, granted, I know the history. This time last year, it was also St. Patrick's Day Slam, where it was Rosa mm-hmm. versus Baker in that unsanctioned match. But and now this one a year later it's come full circle for the title. I get all of that, but it ain't a pay per view. Um, you know, I'm not flying to San Antonio for a dynamite, but I will be back for pay per view. So I just think they lose a little bit of something there, um, unless you're a fan of hers and then you think it's the greatest thing of all time. And then of uh, course the big question is where does she go from here? Uh, Both of them actually. Yeah, I, th- I, I think a lot of what you said there that that nails it for me is the coming off the pay-per-view. It's like, yes, we're getting the title win here and they pulled it off in her hometown. But it's like Thunder Rosa had to trip over her own feet to get the title win mm. because of the match being so damn recent at the pay-per-view, regardless of how it happened. Like, like you said, if they had done like a tag match or something at the pay-per-view instead of it having being two title matches in a row. I think it, just, it would have played out a little better. The cage match was fine. I wasn't crazy about it. I like some of the spots at the end, the whole thing with the uh, with Rosa taking her and slamming her hand into the tacks and all that. I thought that was a great little creative spot there. But all the stuff with the chairs I wasn't crazy about. I like a cage match where the cage is the big gimmick. When you fill the cage with all these other weapons, it, it takes away from the cage to me. So, But that that's me being old more than anything. I thought it was okay. <laughs> Comparing it to a year ago to the, the lights out match. I would take the lights out match personally mm-hmm. over this, as far as like the bigger iconic moment. It's great to see Thunder Rosa finally get the spot, but the execution probably could have been a bit better over the last month between the other title match and this one. But now we're here. So now we find out if she can run with the ball. Damien. Yeah. I'm actually going to go away from both of them. And, and just say, you know, this actually helps our Mission Pro Wrestling down here in Texas, having their owner be a champion, as well as having their talent appear on Dark and Elevation a lot more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I feel like this might elevate women's wrestling a little bit more in the eyes of the AEW fan, uh, just because now we talk about Booker T's promotion, right? Churning out all these really great women's wrestlers. Mission Pro's kind of doing the same thing if you're paying attention. So I think... Yeah, I don't know okay, how you Rose can. <laughs> Rose is a name. Brit's a name. They'll find their way. I'm more curious as to what kind of bump this gives Mission Pro during Mania so, Week or any so, of the talents that are going to get elevated, pun unintended. So so I just want to chime in real quick. Now, I, I'm, I'm a big 
I'm a big believer that some people, and like I know people don't like the statement, but some people that actually don't need the belt. And I think Thunder Rosa is just that hot of a wrestler that the belt really doesn't do anything, but just solidifies how good she is in case you didn't know. Correct. And if you aren't aware of all of the talent coming out of Mission Pro, then that's your fault. And I don't think the belt does anything in terms of you recognizing that besides you realizing that Thunder Rosa has the belt. I don't even think some people even realize still that that's her promotion. But to to almost your point, what is interesting now is to see if Thunder Rosa continues her independent bookings with the belt. And does that elevate other promotions as well as now? Do you check out mm. these random three-letter mm. promotions that you've never heard of because now the AEW champion is now wrestling on that on that thing? DMD didn't do it for me as a gimmick, doesn't that do it has. for me as a wrestler, and certainly didn't do anything to help with in terms of independent promotion. So when you talk about the elevation of women's wrestling, which right now she's patting herself on the back in the post, and I get it, it's, it's in gimmick and whatnot. She's not doing what, what Thunder Rose is doing with the whole thing she did with NWA, with the whole thing with Mission Pro. Now with the championship, now what else can she do with that on her back? Does she even go back and take bookings back in Mexico, which also makes that intriguing just as much as what Deanna Perrazzo is doing. So now that you have that, also, do we get Thunder Rosa and Deanna Perrazzo uh, uh, courses colliding at some point now, which is a very big moment that could potentially happen considering that they both are champions working in independence at the rate that they are. So when you talk about elevating women's promotion, it's definitely much more safer with the belt being around Thunder Rosa. But I still think people still have to do their job to make the connection as to what it is that she's doing. Her, her, uh, how she's being an advocate for women's wrestling, her running Mission Pro, how Mission Pro is the destination for women's wrestling which is weird because for years it's always been Shimmer. And I think that if you make an argument now, you may say, I, I think in these last two years, I think it's Mission Pro. You know, Shimmer and Shine was always the top place destination. But now we see everybody going down Mission Pro. And I think that can be something as well, too. So we will see. But I I, 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 I agree with you to, a, a, to an extent as to her having a, the championship. What does that mean for the landscape of women's wrestling? And Please, for, for DMD's sake, I I hope she goes to dark for a long time. A long, long time. No, elevation. Excuse me. For a long, long time. I like dark. Like a long time. Or or, or maybe she goes back to practicing full time. Like, I don't know. Not a fan. Never will. <laughs> In other words, just get rid of her from your television screen. Yeah. Future endeavors. Mm. I'd be okay with that. Wow. I would have to okay. be okay with that. Easily. Can I ask really quickly before we go, what, why... It doesn't work for you. Why does she not work for you? Because they kept shoving the gimmick down our throat. We had to keep remembering that she was a dentist. And I think that most people gimmicks speak for themselves. And the fact that they had to keep applying it was just as much as you saying, hey, everybody, these folks are two are 205 pounds. You know why? Look at all the purple that's around. Here's the purple light. Here's the purple ropes. Purple, purple, purple. Barney out. Just one thing, one thing against that, though, I think I, you're right, but I think it was more annoying when she was a face than a heel. Just my couldn't even tell. They were all annoying to me. <laughs> really couldn't. Too sure. Really couldn't. And, I, and, and for and for wrestling's sake, I don't think she's top tier. I, I just don't. Yep. So She's more character than wrestler. Which, That's what a lot which, of people have said. Which, so. to go back to my point, the belt was supposed to help her elevate, and I don't feel that way. I feel like her being the champion was the moment to give her bigger matches 
bigger uh, a bigger spotlight. Um, hashtag swole new knows swole new, and um, I'll rest my case right at that. But I, mean, I dare fair, say that. Go ahead, Jamal. Look, to be fair though, AEW sucks at booking champions. They can book the mm. chase very well, but they okay. haven't had a champion that the champion himself didn't run with the with the belt. Don't get me wrong. I don't I don't mind Britt Baker as much as uh as you do. And um I think that she isn't a great uh, wrestler at a, by any stretch. Um but when she became champion over Sheeta at Double or Nothing last year, um that was one of those things because her run was so her chase was so good um to the top and that was, you know, it was what it was. What has she done in that year? I don't blame her for because she's not the booker. Tony Khan is. So what does he book her as? Whatever she not wants. Really Whatever. nothing. I mean, not a chicken shit heel champion, not a, an overconfident, overpowered, you know, heel champion, not a face champion. She's just there. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of indicative of their champions. Um, the, the male TNT championship, Darby Allen literally had to say, well, I want to make this belt the best I can. That's what Cody actually did on his way out. He put over Sammy in a hell of a match and, and was like, peace. And he did the Jordan wave down 6th Street as he's leaving the arena for the last time. <laughs> uh, it, it's only, only, only the real fans know. But, but the idea is uh, I don't blame Baker for how stagnant her reign 